The following podcast contains spoilers for Stand and Deliver. Hey, Glenn, do you know any calculus? <laughs> I do now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Numbers. You have been warned! Sorry, was that loud? <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Budden, along with your host, Miguel Megusto. I thought you were about to serenade me for a moment. Who says I still won't? Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, got him. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm in a singing mood. Yeah. Uh, I, sure, I told you already, but just so everyone knows, if I sound a little different, it's because my basement, where I record in my office and all my expensive stuff is flooded yesterday mm -hmm. uh, and it is still in the process of drying out so i am in a different room that is not nearly as acoustically friendly Sound. as my basement yeah so uh apologies but also no, first uh, off how dare you second it's, off it's not how my, dare not the weather fault. how dare the weather stupid isaiah just a tropical just a tropical storm not even a hurricane who does he think he For is real <laughs> Big ego like that guy. <laughs> anyway, Mike, listen, I know you watched some movies, and I want to go first this time, so I'm going to make okay. you go first. So how about you're, that? You're going to make me go first? That <laughs> is different. Yeah. Okay, so let me count them real quick. One, two, three. I want to know what I'm competing against instead of getting slammed okay. every every time. So it's going to seem low, especially because I bragged about being off this week, but I rewatched like three or four other movies. Mm-hmm. So as far as new movies go, I saw seven, and that's not not including standing. Oh, oh God, are you okay? Holy crap! Yeah, that's not including low. not including stand and deliver, uh, because I had already seen that technically speaking, so I did not add it to this list. Uh, mm -hmm. But the first one I watched is The Vast of Night, which is uh, a sci-fi movie that takes place in the fifties. It's about uh, this like young man and woman who one uh, runs the radio station in the small town, the other one runs the operating board for you know telephones, um, and then uh, aliens happen, As or they do, do they? That's the oh, real oh. question. Or do they? So oh. it is a very low budget sci-fi movie uh, mystery in a way that I could see why a lot of people don't like it because it's very subtle and and down um you know look what's the word i'm looking for low-key mm -hmm. um and it, it i i absolutely loved it i i loved how it was told it was uh it used and it's, it's told you know in in film they always say show instead of tell yeah but that kind of goes against what this movie was trying to do because the entire thing is them getting information from callers around the town um hmm. about the aliens and it is it the majority of the movie is just showing them talking which you know i can understand why people wouldn't dig that but i absolutely loved it i thought it was fantastic it's okay. got a really great ending which i won't talk about um but again it's one of those things that you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it i personally loved it and that is the vast of night on amazon that is great highly suggest it sounds good 
Then I watched uh, True History of the Kelly Gang, which is an Australian film uh, from last year. It is starring George McKay from 1917, uh, Nicholas Holtz, Th- uh, Thomas Thomason McKenzie, uh, the the Jewish girl from Jojo Rabbit, mm-hmm. uh, Charlie Hunnam, Russell Crowe. Got a whole bunch of people. Uh, it's directed by Justin Kurzel, who uh, I know you saw Macbeth with me when it was in theater. Uh, in oh, theaters. God, yes, Macbeth. Oh, that was so great. But it's the same director. Um, so it's very stylistic in, in how it's told. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I wouldn't say it was amazing. I think, you know, just comparing director's work, even though the films aren't alike in any way, I like Macbeth more, but it is still... Really say, how, were, how were the visuals and uh, score, though? Cause that's, oh, yeah. Uh, Both those were, were key for me, absolutely. at least, because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. <laughs> yeah, this one, you'll understand what's going on better. Um, but visuals and score are great. Uh, the only complaint about, I would have about it is that it's hard to tell if the fact that it's kind of told in a ambiguous timeline is on purpose or not. Like it could have taken it could have taken place in the 1800s mm-hmm. when the actual story of the Kelly Gang occurred, or it could have happened in like the 1990s. It could have gone either way from scene to scene. Um, just with how it was told, and I wasn't sure if that was on purpose or due to a lack of budget. Yeah. Um, if it's on purpose, cool, that's great. If it's due to a lack of budget, you know, it's probably its biggest flaw, but it's not a huge deal. It's still still a really good movie. Um, then I watched Relic, uh, which is a horror movie that uh, is, you know, you have to rent it. It's not anywhere for free yet. It's one of those quote-unquote early access movies. Yeah. Um, and... This has really high critic scores, but very low audience scores, which Hmm. I don't know what you think about that, but to me, that usually means that it's a good movie that is vastly misunderstood by by audiences, themselves, mainly because they expected something different, um, and and not because of, you know... We just reviewed a movie not that long ago, but also I think critics messed it up too, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, But Relic is incredible it's kind of along the line of hereditary where mm-hmm. it's really family it's a really family-based horror film um it revolves around this this middle-aged woman her daughter and her her mother um and without going too much into detail the mother has like dementia or something yeah. um it's never like fully diagnosed in the film so that's why i said or something but uh you know she kind of is going downhill and it's just a family dealing with that and then it kind of turns into this horror movie which is incredible it's one of the most anxiety inducing things i've ever seen in my opinion it is currently probably tied or my favorite movie of the year not that that's saying much this year Um, i was gonna say that came out this year too yeah yeah but again that's not saying much for this year just because yeah this year's a quite a roller coaster yeah it's a roller coaster um but yeah it's it's at least my number two spot um if if not my number one i haven't quite decided so that is relic uh then i watched the last temptation of christ which is martin scorsese's uh film about uh well it's not about jesus it even says in the beginning it's not based on the bible it's based on a fictional work that was you know inspired by the bible yeah um Willem Dafoe as Jesus is probably, you know, the only thing I didn't like. I, I Let's put it this way. I liked him as Jesus, but in 2020, a blonde hair, blue-eyed Jesus was yeah very problematic. 
I, I let it go because it was the 80s, you know, different time. Uh, that was, but it it really did kind of bother me a little bit. Just, just like the whole, you know, looking back at the past kind of thing. Um, but other than that, it's a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, then I watched The Painted Bird, which, if you remember, a few years, or a few few years, a few weeks back, I talked about a um, Belarusian movie called Come and See, which is like the most horrifying movie I've ever seen yeah. based on World War Two. This is being called its spiritual successor. Uh, it even has the same actor who was the main kid in Come and See, uh, and it's just as fucked up. Um, I would say Come and See is definitely better, but Painted Bird is really good. It's, it's a little long for my for my like. How long I was mean, it? It was like two hours forty minutes, but I think yeah. it could have cut like an hour out. Okay, um, it's, it's a still good pretty chunk good too. Though. Yeah, great visuals. Um, there is no music, so there's not great music, but it's it's pretty to look at. Uh, okay. And it's got pretty fucked up things, if that's your thing. Did a horse die this time? Uh, did a, It was a cow the first time. Oh, was it? Yeah. Um, no, but many other I'm animals. So, I'm oh, just so used you to know, the horses. You know, a, horse, a horse did die. A horse did die. Oh. <laughs> but many other animals died. Um, yeah, it's it's a fine movie. It's... I still think come and see is like a hell of a lot better yeah but it's definitely worth a a watch uh then i watched total recall the original with arnold schwarzenegger how'd you like that it is a fun dumb movie yes (laughs) that's about it like did you watch the one with colin farrell i actually saw that when it was in theaters in 2012 uh that one took itself too seriously yeah um this one Granted, with the 80s and 90s, it's hard to see if it's taking itself too seriously, and it's just so 80s and 90s that it's funny. Yeah, I think I think when you've got a movie with Arnold that it's it knows it's not taking itself seriously. Yeah, yeah. Especially um, with I mean, the Colin Farrell's like a stuff. legitimately good actor, so yeah. I think... And who yeah, else was in the movie? Kate Beckinsale, too, I think. Kate Beckinsale. I, I don't even remember it. I yeah. remember like the stuff that... I remember liking the remake, but I hadn't seen the the original. Yeah, so the remake's not the bad. It's just not as fun. Yeah, yeah. It's it is. It's, it, it's like you said. It took itself too seriously. Yeah, and then the last movie I watched is a. Uh, this was the last movie I watched before all hell broke loose in my basement. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I noticed the water coming in while the credits were rolling for this, and that is uh, Ice Guardians, which is a documentary about. NHL enforcers uh for those of you who don't know enforcers are like hockey players who aren't skilled in like the conventional sense of the word but they're mm-hmm. there to fight and protect players and the whole thing kind of examined how people were blaming the enforcers for injuries when in reality injuries have kind of gone up since enforcers have been slowly taken out because no one is held accountable anymore. Yeah. Uh, it was like a whole, like, oh, if the refs and league should take care of it, and not not the enforcers. It was like, the refs and league aren't taking care of it, so why are we blaming <laughs> these people? Yeah. Um, I personally like enforcers. Uh, I, I, I don't like it when a hockey game, when there's, like, a whole bunch of fighting, um, unless I'm there. It's fun when I'm there. Um, but, you know. I've only been to one hockey game. Yeah, and I gave you the tickets. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I couldn't make it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's, that's all I watched. That's all I, I, I do recommend. Stand and deliver. Yeah, I, I do recommend Ice Guardians. 
uh, if you're a hockey fan. If you're not a hockey fan, you're not going to care. So mm-hmm. it, it's a good documentary either way. But uh, I, I rewatched three other movies uh, or four other movies, but we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. So I had only watched or rewatched a single movie, you know, mm-hmm. and that was Deadpool 2. My roommate hadn't seen it before, so I was like, you know what, dude, oh. <laughs> turn that on right now. <laughs> and we had a good time. I still I still giggle at a lot of parts from that movie. Oh, it's yeah. So, I... It's so funny. When we saw that uh, when it came out and we saw it in IMAX, I almost died. It was oh, it's so good. I I think you remember which part I almost died mm-hmm. at, but like I I was losing it so much. So uh, we rewatched that. Well, I and then um, I watched three other movies besides Standing and Deliver. And uh, the first one that I watched was What Keeps You Alive, directed by uh, Colin Minahan. It's about a the majestic mountains, a still lake, and a venomous betrayal to engulf a female married couple attempting to celebrate their one-year anniversary. Ooh. Basically, uh, like this couple goes out to the this uh, childhood uh, little vacation lake area, and you know she finds out that you know that she's a venomous bitch who tries to kill her because <laughs> she knows too much about her past. Interesting. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Like uh, I guess this the one character's uh. She, like, killed one of her childhood friends, and then, uh, like, she got away with it. Um, basically, I guess she drowned her friend in the lake or something. So, like, everybody around the lake was like, oh, shit, how did she get away with this? And then, she, like, the wife was finding out about all this, and she's like, so whatever happened to this person? And she, and she just, like, pushes the fucking chick off a mountain. It's insane. <laughs> but, uh, anyways. What's it, that it was It was... It's uh, what keeps you alive. Okay. Uh, it seemed it seemed pretty low budget, but that's not like hurting it in any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a very small crew, at least. There's like literally five people in the movie. Um, I, I mean, it was good. It's just uh, it wasn't all that to like go out of your way to see. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I like the actresses in it. Um, I think they were both in Jigsaw together. But the like, Saul prequel sequel thing. Yeah. But like the director, I don't know how they both got involved in this movie, but they were both in Jigsaw together. But uh, the director wasn't the director from Jigsaw. But anyway, so they were both they were both cool. Um, and then the next one that I saw, I've been trying to watch a lot of like things Netflix kind of recommends to me, but like isn't their own stuff. They're like, hey, you yeah. might actually like this. I, I've been uh, doing the same. So I saw this one uh, called The Red Sea Diving Resort, which is a 2019 film with Chris Evans and Haley Bennett and uh, Michael Kenneth Williams and uh, it's basically about uh, these guys who tries to smuggle uh, refugees out of a out of a out of a country that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head Israel there you go <laughs> um, it was good um, it was basically just more I wouldn't say modern version because I mean this did happen in the 80s modern version of a the Schindler's List without, you know, all that emotion. <laughs> yeah. um, I, th- I thought it was good, uh, but overall it was just like kind of another one where you really don't really need to go out of your way to see it. Yeah. Um, but that was a lot of my movies this week in a way. Cool. Because the next one that I watched was a movie called Hero, which is not the one with Jet Li in it. Oh, okay. I, I was yeah. about to get real excited. Yeah, I was. so was I. And then I found out that it wasn't that one. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Have you seen but the one with Jet Li? Just I haven't. Of... You haven't? Oh, I haven't. Which is oh, we, that's, that's why I, I clicked this over. one, but I didn't like. It was like two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I need yeah. to watch a movie. 
I gotta have you over to watch that. That's a yeah. phenomenal movie. Um, so this this one was a Cantonese film. It's got a it's got a lot of good stuff in it. It's basically this guy in I don't even know what the time was in like when this was the setting, but uh, this was basically early China um, back when it was getting westernized. Um, and it was pretty cool because like yeah, there's these brothers that uh, are trying to work for like you know to live and mm-hmm. uh and one of them is like really good at uh some kung fu but uh and so like he goes through the ranks of this uh this mafia and uh there's this really one really cool scene with the movie that uh is just like kind of like this mafia showdown on a bridge mm-hmm. but like that's kind of like the pinnacle of the movie for me i'm like oh this was sick but the rest of the movie is kind of like give or take i don't really care for type of thing yeah it's got it's a lot of good personalities in it but it was just uh just pretty pretty good in my opinion cool um and those are all the movies that i watched besides stand and deliver cool cool do you have any any news to discuss uh i kind of do um me too is it the same thing probably knowing us what is what is it what is it so uh you know we we know theaters are still planning on opening later this month tenants coming out september 3rd everyone Mm -hmm. was wondering what mulan is doing Yep, um, it's the same one <laughs> per- perfect and uh i am kind of glad they're doing this so then mm-hmm. theaters don't have to be you know pushed by disney to not open i yeah. i'm still holding my breath about the the opening date but you know with this happening it, yeah like like they're really pushing hard for this 21st opening yeah and, but i'm just sitting there like when it happens, I'll 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 enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's only for a week, I'll enjoy it. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. So so Mulan is going to straight to Disney Plus, but it is for twenty nine ninety nine on top of the Disney Plus. So not only do you have to be a subscriber of Disney Plus, mm-hmm. you also have to pay an extra twenty nine ninety nine to see yep. it. For big families, that is a steal. But uh, uh, so, you're also keeping it, and it's not just a rent, so that's kind of yeah. like a, a thing oh, to throw in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That that's actually. Um, I thought it was just a rent, so that's actually a yeah. lot better. So like, uh, you do have to be a Disney Plus subscriber, and you're paying the thirty bucks for the movie, for but you're the keeping the movie, so it's not just like, uh, you're a one-time rent thing. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty cool. You know, it's it does make it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think anything over. Ten dollars for a digital download is a waste of money. Yeah, fifteen um, to twenty dollars, I would say more acceptable. But you know. yeah, yeah. I mean, especially if you I, don't I like physical copies. That That's good. the only reason I I say ten dollars. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, with with Disney with Mulan going straight to Disney Plus, theaters don't have to worry about what they're what Disney's doing. Um, is that going to hurt them financially? Yeah, probably, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But so is staying closed. So. Yeah, uh, it's kind of a catch twenty two at this point. Um, it's a. I wonder why they didn't release Black Widow there yet. I mean, I just think, do a two for make it thirty dollars for both. That'd be... I think they're still hoping. One of my friends said this, um, and it says it makes them worried about the quality. Which, as far as the live action remakes have been going, one hundred percent agree. Live yeah. action remakes have all been mediocre to terrible. Um, but still making money. <laughs> but still making money. That's not to say that I'm going to think black widow is good yeah but marvel has a higher success of quality mm-hmm. and word of mouth success than the disney remakes have um that's why you know 
Marvel movies are out for like three or four months and the remakes are gone within a month or a month and a yeah. half. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what this does for the, the, the future of theaters. Uh, I still don't think movie theaters are going anywhere. I do think they'll downsize significantly, which they've needed for a very long time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm interested. I'm a little nervous just because I love movie theaters so much, but I'm also optimistic that they'll finally start catering to people like you and me and not people that don't care about the experience. Yeah. Um, but who knows? Who knows what will happen? You know. Only time will tell this year, at least. <laughs> yeah, only time will tell. So let's keep our fingers crossed mm-hmm. for that August 21st open, and then let's discuss calculus. Yeah, let's with, get on that. Let's get on it with Stand and Deliver. Stay awake as you're waking up. Wake up this morning. How are you? Bring toothpicks. You pinch open your eyes. Can we talk about sex? We discuss sex. I have to give sexual homework. I wouldn't do that if I was you. I lose a finger, I won't be able to count to ten. At a tough school, someone had to take a stand, and someone did. Now the critics stand up and cheer for Stand and Deliver. Stand and Deliver, the story of Jaime Escalante, a high school teacher who successfully inspired his dropout prone students to learn calculus. You nailed it. You put a Did little you hear the hiccup there? there? Did you hear that? <laughs> you, you put a little weird pauses in there, but guess what? You can cut it with editing. Yeah, that's true, man. Yeah. Because I almost also... said inspires his students, but then inspires, I realized yeah. as I paused, I was like, it doesn't matter if I... <laughs> and then I just kept going. It is uh, directed by Ramon Menendez. It is written by Ramon Menendez and Tom Muska, based on a true story, if anyone's interested in that. Uh, it is starring Edward James Olmos, Lou Diamond Phillips, Estelle Harris... And Mark Phelan. Uh, and like I said, I saw this when I was 12 uh, in math class. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, towards the end of the year when no one's really teaching. And it's just like glorified babysitting um, that my math teacher put welcome on a movie. Welcome to the 90s. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the 90s. Uh, my math teacher put on this movie. And as was the case with most times, movies were played in class. And teachers didn't care if we paid attention or not. I was like the only one that paid attention to this. Um mm-hmm. And I really love this movie. You know, I, I forgot just how good it was until I rewatched it this week. Yeah, I mean, it definitely fits, especially last week when we, I mean, this is a whole different uh, tone, but last week we talked about yeah. how awesome teachers were. Yeah. Um, obviously, that was a whole different situation, but this one, uh, it's literally the same goal. They care for their students, and like it, uh, it's definitely impactful. That uh, And it's really good that I saw this movie because, you know, I love impactful things like this. Teachers are awesome, man. (laughs) Teachers are awesome. Um, My favorite thing about this is that it doesn't bog you down. A lot of these things that are, like, based on science or, uh, you know, some form of a subject, they don't really bog you down with the details of the subject. Mm -hmm. Like, I understood the math that I needed to understand, and then the rest of it, they just were like, yeah, this is what it looks like, but you don't have to understand it. Yeah. Uh, well, especially if you're looking at the things on the board. Like, I didn't I didn't get too far in math. I'm not going to lie to any of you guys. I'm kind of dumb as shit. But I like, did really well in elementary school, and then... Yeah, there's, there's some things on that worse. board that I at least recognize, and I was like, oh, yeah. I remember that. So, like, yeah. they definitely paid attention to that. And uh, Another thing I, I liked about this is that, like, I would say none of the teachers in this are bad teachers. Yeah. 
but it shows the difference between a great teacher in uh you know edward james almost's character versus a well-meaning yet unintentionally damaging teacher mm-hmm. like the one teacher who kept saying they're not you're, you're setting them up to fail etc etc yeah um like she she's has their best interest in mind but also doesn't understand that her she's hurting them more than yeah. she's actually helping them her lowering her expectations of them will not help them grow um mm-hmm. so like I, I really appreciated that because I, I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize is that you can have a good teacher, but they don't necessarily want, or I don't want to say they don't want you to grow, but they'd rather you just pass and graduate than challenge yourself and, and try to learn something new. Um, but I, th- I thought everyone was great in this. You know, all the students were believable. Uh, Lou, Lou Diamond Phillips uh, as the... Um, What's his character's name in this? Come on. Angel. Or Angel. I believe they pr- it's pronounced Angel. Um, but yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips, his character was great. I, I loved, like, the... I think most of the cast actually called him Angel. Angel? Uh, yeah. Well, but regardless, maybe. Lou Diamond Phillips, was he was great. Oh yeah, he was great. I, I loved how he was there to literally take a characterization of the Hispanic... Uh, community. That's not to say that there's no one in the Hispanic community like him, but take the the characterization of that community. Um, you know, be like a stereotype in the beginning, and then completely show you how much depth he has. Like he doesn't really change, but he they it shows that he's more than just. Um, I don't know. They use terms in this that I'm not sure if I can use, <laughs> but. Um, you know kind of like a gangster kind of uh character yeah um and as cholo but uh it's it's just him his character alone i mean it's probably the reason he's on the poster is that he he creates this image just on the poster um of exactly what this movie's about you know this the student who you think wouldn't care but with the right attention will care and will succeed Mm mm-hmm uh, it's. I mean, this this movie. I gotta. Obviously, you get a lot of vibes watching this movie. Um, yeah. And immediately think like Freedom Riders, which same basis. Obviously, killer teacher who's just trying to trying to reach out to these kids. And uh, <laughs> did he even say that in the movie, or is that just no? Like no, a South that's Park a, that's one hundred percent a South Park. Okay. Thing. Yeah. Um. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I got I got a lot of. I really wanted to see Freedom Riders again after watching this movie. I'm like, I've never seen just... Freedom Riders. <laughs> what? Yeah, it, it was in theaters, when I think, when I worked. And it was just not there for very long. Yeah, that, that um, movie is, is killer. But, uh, I mean, this one surpasses this one by like 20-some years. So, not even oh, yeah. 20, but like 15 years or so. But, I mean, this one still is... It was it was so great to see like him try to... Him, like, not only, like teach these kids to like better their own lives and stuff like that but also just like he was being personable with them he was trying to be a friend and also like their teacher like hey listen like you can you can live life right now or you could try to promote your future a little bit better Mm -hmm. and that's what i'm here for you on that so like just just come in with me just be here with me and it was and and even standing up to the parents that don't want anything more for their kid Mm -hmm. other than you know the one the one student who whose father wants her to drop out of school so she can 
uh, work at the restaurant. Um, yeah, some of the, some of the the one she was she, she was she a teacher? She was like a she was more like a, like a assistant principal type. I can't remember, but regardless, she was like it was her and like most of the parents were just not looking out for the best for their kid. Yeah. Um, it's 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 one of those things where like they're desensitized to the potential mm-hmm. because they they are they know what the world is like unfortunately yeah. and aren't really willing to try to push their kid to be better than what people expect of them. Yeah. Um and, and it's one of those things where like I understand that mindset uh why people would just kind of be tired of pushing back um and and just kind of go with what is expected of them mm-hmm. but also you 100% are on Edward James almost side where it's just like yeah let them let them try let them fail if they fail yeah and and, and let them try to be something that is not expected of them yeah man this 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 movie kicks you right in the butt like i i miss a lot of my teachers that i had in school cuz a lot of them Coatesville wasn't the, the, one of the best schools, but like it had a lot of really good teachers in it, and uh, so I mean, like movies like this, like the We Are Columbine, where the teachers are like really oh, yeah. trying. It, it's it's nice because I had a lot of teachers reach out to me. Like I was I was a, I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bastard in school, but my teachers really saw like potential in me, and I was kind of like, oh, I'm just a funny guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's, this, it's really this, cool to see things. like The this. school in this kind of reminds me how people think Coatesville is. Mm-hmm. Um, which it's absolutely not like it's yeah th- you you got some rowdy people there but it's that's about it like it, th- this is i mean even this school's not that bad it does have like spray paint everywhere um but even then it's it's just kind yeah. of you know it's kind of the same thing as coatesville where it's it's kids who are essentially told their entire life they're never going to amount to anything and just exactly, having yeah. having Co- that one teacher really Cool. It's a really good community and area, but it, yeah. it always seems to get the blunt of all the. It's because we live in like a, a. Chester County is a very wealthy area. Yeah. Not like super wealthy, but like uh, most of it is upper middle class. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Coatesville is a. It's, it's kind of coming around, but it was a dying town because of yes. the steel steel mill closing. Um and all that but it's it's still you know it, it definitely does not deserve the hate it gets and and in my school days i made fun of coatesville for fun like i, I mean we all did Let's yeah one of my one of my best friends went to to coatesville and i knew yeah. it wasn't like that it was just kind of fun to poke fun at yeah um but it's it's definitely a a school that gets a bad rap uh well, oh, let's let's talk about a nice little young Andy Garcia that's in the movie as well. Oh yeah, I forgot I, he was in this. Yeah, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at this man. I'm like, this guy looks killer familiar, but like I can't place my thumb on it. And then I looked at, mm-hmm. I'm like, that's, that's Andy Garcia. Yeah, holy crap, little baby face Andy Garcia. Yeah, I mean, he was he was like, he looked like he was in his twenties right here. It was pretty yeah. pretty cool, man. To see yeah, that, I, I love I love that character too. Mm-hmm. Um. The thing I like about... I like movies that don't really have a bad guy, but just have people who it's are doing their job. an unintentional bad guy. Yeah, where it's like, you don't really... I mean, you do and you don't blame uh, Andy Garcia's character and his partner, who's played by Riff Hutton. Mm-hmm. Um, you just see them as an obstacle that people need to overcome. But they make plenty of good points 
that you understand. And I, the one thing I thought was really powerful uh, was when Andy Garcia was talking, like, you know, Edward James almost was implying that the system was racist. Mm-hmm. And Andy Garcia took it personally because he kind of came from a yeah, school he, similar he, to this. He did. And, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really cool to see. Um, especially, you even, like, sitting there, you're like, did these kids actually cheat or what? What's the, at least I did. I was like, I don't know if these kids actually did cheat, but I feel like they did not. Yeah. I don't remember how I felt when I watched it the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like just knowing me, I probably would have been on their side the whole time, just because like I, you you see how they take the test, and you're like, how in the world would anyone yeah. cheat like that? Um, and then just the way they were kind of reacting to people calling them cheaters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they, it it does do a good job at kind of putting just even just a seed of doubt in in your brain, yeah. um, and making it more intense than you know it would be if you knew the story. Which I mean, I I knew that they this time around that they hadn't cheated, so there was no tension there. But it was still very impactful just seeing the obstacles they have to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, watching this movie, I didn't think that Edward Olmos was, uh, he actually had hair, but then I looked at his picture and he's got a full head of hair. Oh, he's like, got, oh, he's got a great head of he's hair. He's got a luscious head of hair right there, oh, man. Yeah. I was he, like, man. He's one were... of those actors that, like, admittedly, I often forget about, mm-hmm. but then when he shows up in some of them, I'm like, yes, almost Not bald man. <laughs> yeah, I think he's in a, one of the later seasons of Dexter. Mm-hmm. And what season was that? It wasn't the bad one, was it? That was what the last season. Oh wait, that was, was I think that was season that six. He was in season six. Okay. Which I don't remember, but I liked most of the seasons. So yeah, but yeah, I really like. I I know for a fact I liked his character in Dexter. Uh, but yeah, he's just one of those. I I never like really follow his career, but when I see him in something, I'm very glad to see him. Yeah, he was he was definitely good in this film for sure. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of films that I didn't even know he was in, but now I'm like, oh, there he is, Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, Blade Runner, Gaff, <laughs> which is he, house. He plays the one British. guy in Blade Runner, right? That says, uh, yeah, Gaff. Yeah, yep. you said it. You just said it. Why why am I bringing him? <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I don't have too much to say about this. It's a really solid movie. Yep. It's it's one of those movies I could see people avoiding because it is about a math class. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's so much deeper than that and so much more interesting than math. I hated math in in school. I did too. Uh, <laughs> like, I I'm I'm pr- pretty good at like basic math and a little bit of algebra and geometry. But like, other than you know. I mean, funnily enough, most of the teachers that tried to help me in school were definitely the math teachers. Yeah. So. There's some I always got along with math made. teachers except for one because I failed her class, but just because she was a bad teacher. And then in summer, I aced it. I got an A plus in the summer school. So yeah, goes to show you how how teachers would do. I just have no interest in learning things I don't care about, if especially if it's difficult. So. No, if I'm being honest, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I am wholeheartedly there with you. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, this is a great movie. Uh, Oscar nomination for Edward James almost for it. Um, well deserved too so if you haven't seen it people should definitely check it out mm-hmm. uh, i guess we should get into the uh judgment which i think which sounds uh, 
pretty ominous I'm, there. Yeah, I, I'm I'm not even gonna, you know, chalk it or you know, build it up. I'm just gonna say it is a shelf boy. It's it really, is a shelf boy. It put it on those ninety degree angle shelves mm-hmm. and put them perpendicular and parallel to other things. Like a fossil. Like a like a fossil <laughs> and handmaiden. <laughs> I'm so glad you knew where I was going. Oh with god. Um, but yeah, so Stand and Deliver makes it onto the KFR shelf. That brings us to our plugs for next week. Uh do you wanna go or do you want yeah, to go? Yeah, I made you go first during the movie so I can go first this time. Okay. Um so with all the hype that is surrounding the Snyder cut, Ryan Reynolds, uh, I guess a fan made a made a, a fan cut of uh, Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And so if you go on YouTube and you look up uh, Green Lantern, Ryan Reynolds fan cut, uh, Dear God, is it's only like 40 seconds long, but that's how long the movie should have been. <laughs> <laughs> At one point, it replaces uh, Ryan Reynolds with Tom Cruise instead. <laughs> and there's like some scenes from uh, Top Gun. It's 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 pretty funny. It's basically Top Gun, just Green Lantern, and also like, there's a scene from Justice League where like, Ryan Reynolds like uh turns into the the Green Lantern suit from Green Lantern, and he's just like CGI put into Justice League, and then flies away, and then that's literally <laughs> that's it. God damn, that's beautiful. The Green Lantern. Think you'll break Mark Three? We'll find out soon enough. Stupid son of a bitch. There is no way you can succeed. So if you you look up the Ryan Reynolds uh, fan cut for Green Lantern on YouTube, you'll you'll find it. Um, it's great. it's kind of trending right now. It's it's starting to get there. It's it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. So my my plug for this week is a behind the scenes feature on in on jojo rabbit uh it's called inside jojo rabbit behind the scenes on the youtube channel cine extras um and it's just your run of the mill behind the scenes but it's always fun to see taiko wazidi direct uh just because he's oh he's such a personality i can only imagine being on set with him oh yeah especially with him dressed as hitler and then like yelling at you for fun yeah uh, like so. uh like his his thor ragnarok it was you could tell all the actors were having fun with him and all the people on set so like i'm sure jojo rabbit was the same especially when he's working with kids too oh yeah like it's, he, he definitely keeps it light and fun yeah so that, that'll be i might actually watch that so yeah that is inside jojo rabbit behind the scenes on cine extras uh on youtube my name is taika whitey Nice to meet you. I swear to devote all my energies and my strength to the savior of our country, Adolf Hitler. Seeing the world through kids' eyes and sort of seeing how kids are affected by the way adults operate around them, I think that's something like is like. And that will bring us to my pick for next week's film assignment. Um, I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. If you didn't pick a remake, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> well, let me keep breathing. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. C- continue. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, I went back and forth between like eight different movies this week of what to pick. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't do a cop out like Glenn and make it Glenn pick. Uh, True. Shots fired. <laughs> I think I'm the only one who's done that this whole time. <laughs> I think I did it once. Okay. Um, and I might do it eventually, but you know, I like picking movies that I want to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like leaving. It I, I like to leave like I leave, leave options for both of us. I don't want to like stick yeah. you with one, like an so, animated movie. <laughs> ugh, ugh. <laughs> so the uh, screenwriter for uh, a couple J. A. Boyana films, uh, The Orphan and The Impossible. Uh, wrote and directed his very first feature film directorial debut at least uh, and that is writer-director Sergio G. Sanchez uh, directed a movie called Marrowbone from 2017 Um, it is starring George McKay of 1917 Anya Taylor-Joy of The Witch Charlie Heaton of Stranger Things and Mia Goth of uh, that one movie with Dane DeHaan that we saw that I can't remember the name of that it's really weird um, uh, you know with the mouth stuff yeah the mouth stuff which I, I really enjoy and I just can't remember the name <laughs> uh, it's like cure, cure for something cure for wellness that's there what it is. was cure for wellness uh, so it's starring all of them and it is about a young man and his three younger siblings who have kept secret the death of their beloved mother in order to remain together are plagued by a sinister presence in the spalling sprawling manner in which they live uh that is available on hulu so that is marrowbone marrowbone on hulu we have come very far enduring many hardships but at last we found the place where we can be safe These Marabone kids, how well do you know them? It's just that they worry me. Always hiding away from the community. They're not hiding. They live too far away. Get those together, come on. So... Our assignment for next week is Marrowbone on Hulu. Thank you, everybody, for listening. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. On Instagram, Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. On Facebook, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I'm Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we see a cast of people that we know and mm-hmm. love in a horror movie. Bye. Bye. <laughs>